everybody welcome to the notes magos podcast i am brandon and i am steve what's up buddy how are you dude i'm doing all right hanging out it's uh it's it's october in michigan so it could be 65 degrees or 30 in snow yep we're kind of in the middle of that right now i I wore a hoodie this morning i took it off at about four o'clock and put it back on about six there you Um, go so you gotta love michigan weather you never really you dress for four seasons in the morning and you kind of hit them all yeah for sure Absolutely. But I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. Good. I'm good, man. Just, uh, you know, kind of getting into that weird. Yeah. That weird time of life when uh, you start with a sweatshirt or jacket in the morning and you're ready to go to the beach in the afternoon. So it's uh, kind of a and then weird... you sweatshirts back and back before you. Yeah. The beach. Right when the sun sets. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Steve, it is the first Friday in November, man. I know. So it's 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 episode two of Thanksgiving. Episode two of Thanksgiving. Guys, if you have not listened to our first episode of Happy Thanksgiving, we reviewed the 2022 live action Pinocchio, which you can find on Disney Plus. So go on, check that out. Listen to that review. I'm sure it's something. Uh, it has not been recorded yet, but uh, I'm sure it's been something. Listen to the review before you watch the movie. I'm just telling you right now, listen to the review before you watch the movie. We're just reviewing the soundtrack. But I will shit all over that movie, too. Don't worry. Oh, for sure. One hundred percent. And I only watch part of it. uh, Right. As of right Um, now. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, Steve, speaking of. uh, No, I can't. How are you going to transition to that one, buddy? It's too soon. It's too soon. I can't say I can't say it's speaking of things that blew up. But, you know. um, Yeah, that's not good. No, that's not good. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I already did it. It's not cats out of the bag. Yep. Uh, Steve, who are we? uh, Who are we talking to in? then they're going to tell us what we're talking about. Dude, I'm so happy I'm actually introducing him because you just screwed that up introducing me. I did. Let's go. I did. So a couple months back, we talked to a guy on the West Coast uh, about Halsey. And we were all kind of pleasantly surprised. Well, me and Brian are pleasantly surprised that it was a Nine Inch Nails Halsey. It was Trent Reznor's Halsey. Yeah. We found out some more about this guy. And he actually does work in film ish he knows more stuff about this than we do so we're yeah. like man we're right? doing a, a whole month of tom hanks soundtracks and he's like i'm in yeah we even tell him what he's doing everybody's like i'm in yeah. so guys today we're talking to mark montgomery french uh again thank you for being on the pod mark absolutely thanks for inviting me back oh definitely absolutely. and we gave you we gave you a list of movies to pick from now we picked we picked nine uh of them and we said hey you get a shot at it which one do you want so which which tom hanks movie did you pick today I picked Apollo 13. You mm. did. You did. And yeah. good old good old Apollo 13, guys. Yeah. So I'm going to go into a little bit of backstory about Apollo 13. But before I do that, Mark, is like there the anything actual that... Apollo 13? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't go back that far. <laughs> okay. I was like, that's I can't a trust. I can't trust Wikipedia on that one, man. Come on that's now. True. As Abraham Lincoln always said, whatever you find on the Internet, it's always true. It's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Brian, you're asking Brian, Mark a Brian question. Fat share at some point. Yet. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Mark, so yes. what about Apollo 13 drew you to this the list we gave you? Because there were some heavy hitters up there. The soundtrack is actually lovingly bizarre because it's about one third big orchestral score and about one third pop songs from the 60s and about one third just chatter from the movie. Yeah. So it's a super non-natural combination mm-hmm. of, of of tones and i thought we should talk about that because that's kind of weird it, I it like was it. and i i was right there with you like when i was listening to the soundtrack before i watched the movie and i was like wait a minute what it was like soundtrack title tom hanks gary sneeze i'm like oh that could be interesting what are they singing now like where are you going guys? I don't, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking so in the right or in space. i hadn't watched back to this movie in a while i hadn't seen it in a while but i was like well yeah. it's got lieutenant dan in it it's it's got Tom Hanks. I was like Bill Paxton's in it. Harris. I was like, wait a minute, Kevin Bacon's in this. Oh, this could be interesting. And then I yeah. saw he's in the soundtrack. And I was like, are we gonna get a Footloose? Let's go space yeah. Footloose. <laughs> but then I was like, listen, I pulled the track well, up and I was there like, before may have I listen, been a Footloose. It happens. Before yeah. I listen to anything else, I was like, I'm gonna check out that track. It's Gary there Sinise and Tom Hanks. And I was like, all right, I'm interested. And they started talking, and I was like, just a line from like you cheaped out. You just got the line <laughs> from the movie. Like, 
they're like, we're not even going to pull the score from this one. We're just going to actually dialogue, and then you're going right. to get this. But I think it worked. It does work. You know, in a weird way. But so a little bit about Apollo 13. They call this one a docudrama. It's a docudrama. Apparently, it's part Apparently. documentary, part drama. Hmm. Um, released June 30th of 95. Uh, can be found on Peacock and on Amazon. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon Prime, or you can get it if you're a subscription to Peacock. It is two hours and 13 minutes long. Directed by uh, Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. Listen to the pod. Listen to more of these Tom Hanks things. You're gonna hear Ron Howard thing come a couple more times. Um, yeah. <laughs> he likes he likes Hanksy. Uh, it's based on the 1994 novel Lost Moon. Okay. Uh, was weird because it came out in 95. So it must have come early in 94. Yeah, it was quick. Um, the screenplay was by William Broyles Jr., who had a hand, uh, either wrote or had a hand in writing Castaway, Saving Private Ryan, Polar Express, and Jarhead. Hmm. One of these things is not a Hanks movie. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> well, apparently, right. apparently Tommy likes this guy. Um, so again, it does, does mention um, we do have some, some pretty heavy hitters in this one. Uh, obviously, Tom Hanks is in it. Kevin Bacon. Gary Sinise, Bill Paxton, Ed Harris, Clint Howard. Um, there's many others that are in this. This is a pretty wide ranging cast of like guys you've seen before, but didn't know their name. Um, yeah. Mine always, he's not in this one, but always the guy that I see before, but I'm like, I, that guy's been a ton of movies. I don't know his damn name. It's Keith David. I yes. see Keith David in a bunch oh, of movies. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what his damn name is, but I've seen that guy before. And there's some movies I can't say even like Requiem. I'm like, I don't want to know if that guy's name from there, but Requiem for a Dream. I'm like, yeah, I should remember that one, but I always do. Right. Um, it would ruin Brandon. Now, that would critics yeah. actually did praise this one as a masterpiece and one of the best movies of the year in '95. Uh, I had nine Oscar nominations. It was nominated for Best Picture. Do you guys know who won for Best Picture in '95? Would have been '96. Lion mm. King. Mm-mm. That was 94, 93, 94. Okay. Hmm. No, it would have been 96 when the Oscar came out, but it would have been in the year of 95. Another big one. Beautiful Mind? Ooh. Nope. Um, what do you got, Brandon? Oh, uh, man. I don't know. Good old Mel Gibson and Braveheart, man. Oh. Uh, Braveheart which, beat it out. Which also, I think, was James Warner's score as well. Yes, it was. Yes. Yep, and it did. It, now this one did in, did actually win for best film editing and best sound, so it worked. Okay. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it had in two thousand five, uh, the American Film Institute's best line listed Houston. We have a problem at the number the fiftieth best line out of a movie. I don't know. One was a one liner. As that a, line was in the air before that, that yeah, seemed a little sketchy. Yeah, said it like multiple times, but yeah, 2005, they said Houston, we have a problem, was the 50th best line of any movie out of 100. I don't, mm. I don't, I, I don't get it, but it is what it is. I have a Rotten Tomatoes rating, but I'll get to that later. Uh, we'll ask you guys about that question later on. Um, now the soundtrack, it's 23 tracks and 78 minutes long. Was composed and conducted by James Horner, who mm-hmm. also did Feel the Dreams. Braveheart, Avatar, yeah, The Rocketeer, which is a fantastic movie. Oh yeah, and Brandon, he did Titanic. Oh yes, he did. His heart will go on. His Brandon. heart will go on. Yes. The Penny Whistle Solo is that guy's fault. Hey, um, I love it. I love it. So among others, those are, those are kind of his big ones, but it does feature songs by Annie Lennox, The Jimi Hendrix Experience, The Who, Jefferson, and Jefferson Airplane. Now. I'm going to ask you guys a question, see if you can get it. There's the top three streaming tracks from the album. Do you know what one of one of the top three would be? I'm going to guess Somebody to Love because it was such a big hit. It is one of them. That's number three, actually. Mm. What about you, Brandon? What was your guess? See if you can get the first one. I can see for Miles? No. Oh. So Spirit in the Sky ah, there is we the go. top. That one's 379.4 million streams. Wow. Purple Haze has been streamed 272 million times. Wow. And Somebody to Love was 191.7 million streams. Wow. So, yeah. Big. When you pick huge artists, it kind of <laughs> works out that you can yeah. get a lot of streams. I mean, like Pinocchio, not going to have that many. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, spoiler alert, you guys are listening to that episode, but definitely didn't have that many. Uh, some of the other ones we no. have, like, uh, I don't know what else we're doing later on. It's going to be all instrumental, but Da Vinci Code, probably won't have yeah. that many. Right. I haven't yeah. looked it up yet, but I'm pretty sure I listened to that. I listened to that soundtrack today, Steve. Did Ooh. you fall asleep? 
No, well, no. As a classical and instrumental guy and like an orchestral guy, like that kind of music like pumps me up. It I like cracked it. your code. It yeah, cracked yeah, I did. your code. Yeah, I did. I like it. That was oh, good. I like that, that one's Mark. gonna be a Bravo, lot of fun. Sir. Come back for that one, guys, because that one we have a youth pastor that's gonna help us with that one. And yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be some fights. Um, I, I can't wait. Um, so we're gonna get into our favorite tracks here, guys. I'm gonna bring the Rotten Tomatoes stuff up later on and ask you guys a question about that towards the end of this thing and figure this out. Because um, we can't play Shatner's Poetry Slam. Can't in, play Shatner's Poetry November Slam because otherwise I'll just be singing a me- a melody of a tune and humming. Or it's you, humming. or or I would make you do it. You know that's you how I make would me do it. it. I would <laughs> swear a lot, and right. that's not the word in the song. Do do do, Steve, you're tone deaf. Anyway, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. That's why well, that's, Shatner, why, that's so why you're in the back doing all the sound mixing and not on the stage singing. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> not even, not yeah even I, I even I try to insult you and you're just like one hundred percent, absolutely. Exactly. That's if you can't do it, you teach. Exactly. Um, that's what you, you, you do. What you got to do. Um, and if you can't teach, you teach college. And yeah, get ten, get tenure, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so let's get into our favorite tracks here, guys. Uh, Brandon, I'm going to start with you. What yeah. was your favorite track from the album? Man, I picked All Systems Go, The Launch as my favorite track. Nice. On this one. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Um, I love how music can really help guide a track and tell mm-hmm. a story. And I think when you see the title, All Systems Go, The Launch, like you hear the music really helps describe that. And I'm just going to be honest, guys, I didn't watch the movie. So I'm going literally, I know I'm going literally based on it's well, I've, I've seen the movie, but it's been probably close to YouTube. I know it's probably, it's been probably close to a decade since I've seen it. So I'm going based off of memory, but taking this into, you know, music is, it helps tell a story. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, w- I was still able to see and kind of envision kind of what was going on with that one. So all systems go the launch was my favorite Mark. Let's head over to you. Did you have a favorite track on this album? I had a favorite track and mine is the opposite master alarm. It's about eight minutes and yeah. it's amazing because we know the story of Apollo 13. We know how it ends. We know the actual flow. And yet that, that piece of music made me tense. And mm-hmm. I saw it again with the sequence in which uh, the master alarm lets them know something big is a problematic. Everybody at Houston's wondering what's going on. They're in there wondering, and it's just not getting any better. And the story as it unfolds musically is things are about to really have a downward spiral. Yeah. And they managed to keep up the tension for eight solid minutes, which is hard to do as you try to repeat parts and things, but I was feeling somewhat overwhelmed and it matched the overwhelmness they were feeling inside the ship. So I thought it was a really clever piece of writing. Yeah. Was, Absolutely. That was really good. 100%. So I did, actually did you picked, pick, did, did you pick an orchestral song or did you pick I one? with did. Oh, I did pick one orchestral. And it was there my favorite. All right. Cause I watched the movie, Brandon. I know that's going to be the running joke of this. Um, wait till next one. It's okay. Uh, so I picked the next track actually from Marks into the oh. limb. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. Um, yeah. and I actually wrote, I picked an instrumental for my, for my favorite. Fuck you, Brandon. Um, is what is actually in my, in my, uh, my first that's sentence. That's um, fantastic. I love that. So this is one of the most tense and pivotal situations in the movie as they kind of like, the 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 shit had hit the fan, yeah. and yeah. now they got to figure out what the hell they're gonna do, and the how the music kind of leads to that is there's so much suspense and like t- like it's already a pretty tense situation coming out of Master Alarm, and it just like rolls, and you're just like, well, what the hell is going? How are they gonna fix this? And it's again, you know the story, the movie's. 30 years old um you know plus so, so it's like or almost 30 years old but you're like okay i know how this is gonna end it's it's they're gonna it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be fine but the music is just like i was in my office at work um i was actually at work um i have a tv in my office and uh i was sitting here like i was glued to my tv and i've seen this movie a bunch of times but i was just like well, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Oh, and I was, and then I like pulled the music up and listened to it again in, in my on Spotify, and I was just like, that like the like goosebumps kind of came back, and I was just like, 
go, come mm-hmm. on, where, what you're going, where are you going? What's okay. Now we're going to go here and figure it all out. So I loved how it brought the movie back, but also like, even just listening to it by its own, like on its own really made my hair kind of my arms, my hair kind of stand up and go for it. So I liked that one into the limb. I like Moore. it, Steve. Yeah. All right. So it is time for the space for wing. Space wing. I like it. Yay. <laughs> Look at you, space wing. Wang, let's play wang, let's play wang. What association and game wang, what association and game wang, wang. First one, guys. Yeah. An underappreciated ice cream. Oh, man. It's just the easy one. Blue moon. There it is. Blue moon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Nicely done. I like that. I was like, well, I'll tell you the story, the the one I was going to pick later on, but I'll have to do that in a minute here um, because I can't stop laughing when I think about it. Um, Next one. There can be only one. Somebody to love? Nope. (laughs) Can be only only one. One. Small step. One small step. No. Oh. That would work too, technically, but. One. There can only be one. Uh... Beard in the sky? No. Ah. This this one's going to be difficult. It made me chuckle, but I had to. This is my my third one, technically, so I couldn't do my second one. It would be be dirty. The end titles. Could only be one end title. Yes. Was it really? Yes. Was it really? <laughs> yes. There can only be one. It was the end titles. That's Good point. Hilarious. <laughs> that was just me bullshitting. I can't believe I got that. So That's I hilarious. So I literally had one written. Yeah. For um, reentry and splashdown. <laughs> but it was so lowbrow. I was like, I, I, I was pretty sure, like even reading it myself, I was. I'm laughing now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was more of an about last night joke. Um, and, imagine. Oh, it was. Yeah, I texted Brandon. I was, I was like, I had one for this, but I could. I, I could barely type this out to you now before I even told what the punchline was, and I can't do it. Right. So, there's times that actually that happens in our game when I start laughing before I can even do the joke, and he's like, yep. "Let me guess, it's this one." I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. you're not find wrong. the most dirty sounding title track, and, and it's probably go for it, and it's just probably that it. one for sure. So, so it's time to get into our least favorites. Yep, and I yeah. picked one with with lyrics. As did I. As Good. did as did I. I think I picked Blue Moon by the Mavericks. Same. Why is that song even on this soundtrack? Wait, is that yours, Mark? Too? It is not. Oh, okay, it's just an aside. To, I don't to know that. why it was there either, and. To tell you the truth, I try watched the movie and I couldn't find it. I was like, "Where is it at?" And there's the musical reference in this is are, are hidden, like especially the songs, like they're actually the actual lyrical songs are mm-hmm. hidden pretty well um, in here. But I, it just musically, this is the worst song on the album. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's so slow, and I'm not even a fan of Jefferson Airplane. Like I was gonna pick Jefferson Airplane. I do not like them. That the voice just gets my nerves. But I was, I listened to this and I was just like, why, why? And I couldn't figure it out. So I was, yeah. Blue moon by the Mavericks. Yeah. I just figured they picked it because it was blue moon. They're like, well, that makes sense. It's what, a moon, it's a, a moon movie. But why not a version that was more contemporary to 1970? Because all the other songs were recorded in and around before 1970. And the Mavericks song, I think, was recorded like days before the movie was released. So I don't yeah, even know. So, yeah, it was. And it was. They were trying to sound old, and it was just not yeah. there. Like it was such a weird country twangy vibe, and it came shortly after the Hank Williams track. And I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell are these yeah. doing here? Like they don't make they don't make sense. Right. So I, we know Brandon. I also, I also didn't ahead. like. The, I don't know. I'll just piggyback and just say, like, I also didn't like the falsetto. How it went from so kind of. Like I can appreciate somebody who has a great falsetto sound, but like he went from chest voice, deep chest voice to that falsetto. And I'm just like, bro, just pick one. <laughs> just, I can appreciate both, but just pick one. Yeah, don't. Yeah. So that that is another that was another thing. But all of what you said, Steve. Yeah. Um, 
I like it. I, I also couldn't find it on the movie, so there's I tried. that too. Yeah, it's so. towards the end, but I I couldn't figure out where the hell it was at. I even I even heard the Hank Williams track in there, but I couldn't figure out. Coincidentally, yeah. it was when nothing Mission Control was everybody was smoking, which is the best thing ever. Well, if 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 our listeners are listening to this and you want to tell us where Blue Moon was in the movie, hit us up in the comments when we post this on social media. I like it. Yeah, I Let's like it. All right, Mark. Mark, what was your least favorite, man? You know, I love James Brown, but Night Train to me is the most boring James Brown hit ever. It, The song is, you know, for those of you in the music, it's the one chord to the four chord to the five chord. And uh, we don't need any more of those songs done. Yeah. Um, and then almost all the lyrics are just cities he likes to hang out in. Yeah. You know, or hang, Augusta, or Georgia, hang out in. You know, yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm like, which and he did the same thing later on in Living in America. The end of Living in America is just other cities. I'm pretty I mean, sure he's just listing where all he had kids at. So that's <laughs> really? oh, wow. my check went to Augusta, Georgia. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he's not even doing that many lyrics. You know, it's mostly an instrumental. He comes in once in a while and grunts and leaves. I'm like, this was like a paycheck song for him. He spent yeah. no time. And of all the songs they could have licensed, uh, any hit would have been i think more interesting than that one yeah so, there's so i mean like, there's a lot they could they could play from especially during the time frame i mean that is kind of the heyday of music but they had the late 60s early 70s to kind of play yeah. from there and they yeah. just didn't like they had so much they had so much material to work with and it's like and it's it's nbc so you know they got universal so then they got money like <laughs> come on and they probably they probably already own three quarters of the damn songs already anyway yeah it was just like this sounds good, Plink. So yeah, I, I don't know. It uh, I'm not against the songs they did pick in, in, mm-hmm. in or the artists in general, because they all sort of fit and they were in the air at the time, but that one was just kind of like snooze, snooze mm-hmm. alarm. And it's early too, which kind of doesn't, yeah. doesn't really yeah. it doesn't doesn't give to these the movie. I, I a lot of these, a lot of the ones that are like lyrical songs do have some sort of like push in the movie that there's something that yeah. actually does make make you kind of think about what's going on yeah. so but that one i i with you which was kind of a filler track let's get yeah. james brown in there real quick we owe him, we may owe him some money <laughs> um because he got owes others because he's he owes others money yeah oh james go yeah so we're not playing shatner's game so i have a i have a, a thing for you guys to guess normally i do spotify listens uh, as our kind of how popular this thing is now i will tell you this is, has over Audience score has over 250,000 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Wow. So, first of all, do you guys believe it's certified fresh? Oh, yeah. I would assume so, yes. Okay. So, give me one of the ratings, either the Rotten Tomatoes rating or the audience rating. What do you think? Let's do Let's do Rotten Tomatoes ratings. Where do you think it's at for Rotten Tomatoes? I'll tell you what the audience one is. Mm. So, it's a, tw- it's a percentage, not, not like a number. Right. I'm oh. going to say, because there's always th- those contrarians who don't like Ron Howard personally, so I'm going to say it's something like 79, you know, just near at 80, but not quite. Okay. See, and I want to go just the opposite. I'm going to go at like 82. Both are way off. It's actually 96. Oh. Whoa. So you're closer, though, Brandon, with the audience score. The audience score is 87, which I think is more is more legit. Okay. Um, Roger Ebert like fawned over this damn thing. He loves him some Ron Howard though, so he did love him Ron Howard. Like, loved, loved, yeah. loved. Way Gotta. to go, Brandon. The hey, ghost I, of I Roger myself. Ebert still loves him. He probably yeah, still does. Probably. Um, probably watching him in his coffin. He hangs him out, man. I mean, he's chilling out there with some Ron Howard. But yeah, so yeah, it, it's relatively. I mean, ninety-six on Rotten Tomatoes is very good. Eighty-seven audience score with quarter of a million reviews. That's pretty good. Not bad. I'm amazed. Like it got to two hundred thousand, and somebody went. I'm still gonna review it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the jury's like, oh, out. already got enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people that go on Yelp. Like this right. has got five stars. A hundred people reviewed it. Everybody gave it five stars. I'm gonna be that one guy. But you know what, this guys? Place probably sucks. Your vote still matters. <laughs> it's not that time of the year yet, Brandon. But we're close. <laughs> Actually, Actually, it is, Steve. Shit, you're right. <laughs> oh, this no. Is the, this is the Friday after. <laughs> Your vote matters. Friday before. Friday before. Oh, Friday before. Yeah, you're right. It's next Tuesday. Yeah. Your vote matters still. Next <laughs> Friday, it'll say, we'll say it mattered. Yeah. I don't know. Let's talk about our deep cut tracks. I don't I don't want to get going, I was going deep there. What's happening? Uh, deep, right. deep cut tracks, dude. Yep. Yeah. Who's going first? Mark. 
Mark. My, no, my Mark deep cut. My I have I have two deep cuts kind of go like um one is just literally the failure is not an option. A little speaks from Ed Harris. Ed Harris owns this movie because mm-hmm. he had to sit around and look like I have this under control, even though I may not have this under control, but I need to look like I have it under control so everybody else gets their job done and we don't lose three people. Yeah. Right. That's a hard role to play again, as we know how it ended. And I think he did a great job and this, and half his line for exposition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. I, I was not a fan of season three of Westworld, but I was a fan of everything Ed Harris said. Mm. <laughs> he made the weakest lines and the strangest plot twists sound logical, coherent, yeah. and the absolute <laughs> most normal thing anybody would do. And I feel like that's this, hard. this role got him ready for the Truman Show. Yes. Because it's kind of yes, the same character, did. but a different mm-hmm. different vibe. Kind of the same character. <laughs> the same yeah. character. Um, so I, I liked hearing him do that. Um, in terms of deep cut, oddly, the end titles. Mm. I think yeah. most people love the opening themes and they get into the mid part and they kind of, you know, they mentally walk out during the last part. Yes. But he does tie every all the themes up nicely. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and he has like more to say in the end titles as opposed to just here's a bit of all the songs and yeah. here it is the new key. The athlete finds a way to like modulate and do something really different and emotionally bring the weight of what happened into a new space, mm. you know, because sometimes end credits are just fanfare, you know, especially and, nowadays. Yes. What happened? What happened to people who actually wrote classical pieces for, for movies? Well, I don't know. Now we all uh, just wait till the end of the over and like, something going to happen something going to happen yeah Thanks, at least Marvel. now when you're at like a when you're at like a, a movie that's like a comic book movie and people get up and leave and you're like loser did you like, not get the memo of the last 45 of these movies this doesn't get what right. the, the hell are you going there's like four my wife goes how many are there i'm like there's three and she goes okay we'll, we'll hang yeah, out I'm not, I'm not budging until the lights come on and they're sweeping yes. out yes you know? yeah yeah um, and which why i know more about all the 95 uh, cg companies that work on Marvel films, they see all their names and yeah. their accountants. Like uh, make fun of them, yeah, like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what does that guy do? Like, holy I crap. Notice, he pays everybody. Over the years, the number of columns of credits has expanded. It used to be one, and now it's like four with like a little bridge on top, and they're running out of space. Yeah, I wish they would go naked gun style though, and like make fun of people, like in the con- in the credits as you get, like make it fun, like go the this old, guy got fired once, the old <laughs> national lampoons or like naked gun, and like actually like have jokes in there because I would sit and watch those all day long. I think it was just Deadpool movies. Everybody else forgot. And they're all Deadpool it. movies or like you just do mystery science theater the whole time and just have the people sit there just make fun of that guy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Great. that would be awesome. Actually, yeah, it's on theater just on a regular movie at the end. Just, like, just, just, here. Just, they just pop up. Servo's just there, and, like. Just to diss them. So yeah, end titles. Yeah, end titles. I like that. No, we're good. I like that. And and you know, and I have a, a deep appreciation for that kind of thing too. Toward, you know, you it, it does it wraps things up. It it helps. But at the same time too, you're right. He did add a little bit more to it to kind of be like, hey, I'm not done. Neither should you. So, yeah. So Steve, what about you, man? What were what was your deep cut? So. I picked another one with song with lyrics, um, and it it's the deep cut because of when it happens in the movie and the joke that's made because I thought it was funny. So I picked "Purple Haze" by Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Now, not a deep cut by a track by any series. Everybody should know the damn what the damn song is. Jimmy's the the icon of music that he is was still will be forever, and everybody's gonna know who he is mm-hmm. for a long time. The reason that this is my deep cut though is because of when it happens in the movie. Um, it pops through and Barbara, his wife, uh, Tom Hanks, wife in the movie is yelling at their teenage daughter to get ready to go for the, for their show. And she is losing her ever loving mind. And she comes out of a room and she's screaming about Paul and how Paul is ruining her life. And she'll never listen to Paul again. And her little sister goes, my God, is she still going on about the Beatles? <laughs> and then you hear Jimi Hendrix in the background and she's kind of that like love child kid anyway, like, the, the 70s hippie but then like to bring up the fact that during the apollo 13 crisis is when the beatles announced they were breaking up like there's so many like little like n- like nuggets of of stuff in here and you're like wait a minute like you got you know, all this stuff's happening and then the, the little girl's just like it's the freaking beatles like seriously 
And I'm yeah. like, I'm with her. What the hell? Like, <laughs> and then she's like, I'll never listen to Paul McCartney again. And I'm like, I'm with her too. Wait, wait, but yes, let's go. Yeah. So I just, I lovely, I, I loved how like overly distraught she was about the Beatles when her dad is in space and like bad things could be happening. But what happened with the Beatles was, was well more important because I have teenagers and it makes a lot more sense. I understand. Yeah. So I picked Purple Haze by Jimi Hendrix only because in the movie, it's it's a really funny scene. That's I like cool. it. It's a good reason. I like it. What That's about you, one. Brian? And what was your deep cut? I picked, I can see for miles as my deep there cut. There we go. I did, I did because it's just, it makes perfect sense. You're up in space. How many miles? One, a million, who knows? You can see forever. And it just, it kind of got me thinking. It, it, it's upbeat as well, but it kind of got me thinking. And I'll ask you guys this. This gives us a little thing to, and I'll I'll start. Gives us something to talk about, but... Uh, Oh well, my cup just fell. Um, what this kind of made me think like, would would I ever want to, if I had the money and the opportunity to go to space and see the miles and miles, would I? And I don't know. Like, I feel like I would be, I would be fine being in the space, like in the in the shuttle. But like, I also have a very intense fear of heights. And I don't know how that would work being enclosed, but also way high in the sky. But I think I, I think I would, or maybe I would do like, uh, what's his face the Virgin mobile CEO who like went just oh, to the Branson. Yeah. Who like, he didn't go all the way up, but he went like enough to like have a little fun. That's what it's I would perfect, do. Perfect. 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 Branson thing there yeah. just enough to have a little bit of fun that's that's what you're Branson in a nutshell exactly yeah. so now I'm going to pass the question off to you if you guys had the means and opportunity to go to space would you Mark, Mark? you go first you know I could do it Branson style I think because I'm going to inner space and there's a lot less you have to do to go to inner space um, there's a lot less uh, uh, physical tests that you have to do and I, I think the uh, the special uh, garments you have to wear are just less happening. Uh, cl- l- clearly, if William Shatner can pass the test, I think I'll be fine. Yeah, you know, and you know you're coming back, and and he's done it successfully a couple of times. So you're not the the beta tester for the thruster mm-hmm. rocket, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but to go to the International Space Station, I could only see going there if I could come back in a week. But that's not how it works. You go there, you're there for like six months, and I think I would go nuts. That high, enclosed with no gravity. I think I'm just not there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like kind of with that. you on that one. Um, uh, I was kind of the same thing. That's like my thought was, if, if Bill can do it, I could probably <laughs> do it. Um, yeah. If Bill can pass all the tests and his old ass can get up there and feel like he's dying, but still come back and be okay, um, yeah. I could probably do it. Plus, if I get to hang out with Bezos for like 10 minutes and can like get something from him i'll do that you know rub shoulders with bezos miss amazon gold card or something crazy um but uh (laughs) i i don't know and like i was thinking like there's talks because we are slowly and not even that slowly right now killing the planet um so eventually we're gonna have to go somewhere else because (laughs) probably not in our lifetime but you know maybe not even our kids lifetime hopefully they're already screwing it up who knows but um they're talking about populating the moon, which I don't understand why, but they are because, I mean, Elon's probably going to build a whole, you know, commune there eventually at some point because he's going to live forever because that dude's going to figure out immortality of anybody. He is the I most. Mean, evil, he evil does look. He does also kind of look like a dinosaur, so he, you know, he does. <laughs> he he's and been he's, living forever. Well, I mean, he could be a vampire too. You saw those pictures of him in the sun. Holy cow! Oh, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah, he's translucent. He's more. He's more white than you are. I know. And he's from that's Africa. Cool. That's crazy. South Africa, but still, it's he's real. he's yeah. he is the most Dutch of all the Dutch. <laughs> um, that yeah. dude is something else. That and then dude. to hear him talk about his dad, oh man, I'm glad I'm not on Twitter because I I'd, yeah, I'd be screwed. But his dad um, has like 75 children. I, I forget his dad is like yeah, with like he's he yeah they're they're both in the whole repopulation train. Like I mean, they're naming their kids after barcodes and shit now, so it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> it's. I, I, that's because he's got number two over here, number eight 
A5XY over there. You know, that's, that, that's how he's going to name him. He's like, you know what? I categorize that one's a little off. He's, you know, he's pie. <laughs> that one's pie. You know, this one's square root. Square root's over there. Yeah. Because that's how Elon thinks, man. Oh, that dude's crazy. I just thought Bezos was crazy. Bezos is just like, he wants to be a villain, but he doesn't actually have the like the push to go through with it. Elon's just like, hold my beer. I got this. Yeah. Like Bezos is like like Lex Luthor, and mm-hmm. and Elon is like Doctor Doom. Yes, <laughs> he's Doctor Doom, man. Yes, that is scary. Yeah, yeah. he's he is flat out Doctor Doom. I I but I'm I uh, think that's hilarious. I think if they got the gravity shit figured out, and I could just walk around and hang out, like if there was some sort of like a commune or whatever on the moon or wherever the hell we're gonna go, um that you could live at and just chill. I would be okay. I mean, I want to move to Florida, which is pretty close to the same damn thing. I'm pretty sure. Um, (laughs) Or Texas, which is even worse, depending on the situation. Yeah. But you know, it's, I don't, I don't know. I could, I could see myself doing it. The whole inner space thing would be fun. I think just because I would just like to see the curvature of the earth. Yeah. Just to be like, not that I believe the flat earthers, but like, it'd be fun to just actually know. Like I've seen it with my own eyes. This thing has a curve. You know, that's I, not I the live, first time that I've ever said that either. I I live near Mount Diablo uh, out here in California, mm-hmm. and if you go up to the tip, 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 tip top, you can start to see a curve. Really? When it's the uh, when there's no clouds, when it's very rare, because it's so high up in the air, you can see like 200 miles, and you can start wow. to see a curve. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, super yeah, it's cool. rare. No fog, no clouds, but yeah, no smog. <laughs> Every sand, no smog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of killing the planet, um, but yeah, I I think it'd be fun. I think I would be. It's a it's a good conversation because I I think it would be it'd be interesting to be a full fledged astronaut though. Nah, man, I like food too much. Um, yeah, they don't have fat astronauts. It's something they don't do. It's not, <laughs> Speaking it of food though, like I was watching uh one of those nationally morning news shows the other day, and they opened up a. Uh, ice cream sandwich from space but it's like a hard cookie yeah like they bit it and it's like freeze dry man my kids my kids get those every every time you go to the museum and they want to charge you 45 dollars for a ice cream sandwich from 1964 you know because it's an artifact of what your kids every time your kids want one of those you give it to them it's like this is my eight-year-old be like this is dumb like i wanted that astronaut food need to take like one look at it and go i'm not eating that yeah no no tang Maybe. Tang, Tang, yes. Yeah. There you go. It was sure. Eh. I do want to pee in space, though. I think that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> there is that. There, oh, and I have the upside down pen, the pen that could write. The, oh, the, the Seinfeld pen. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool when I was a kid. So, yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Yeah. There are things you can do. Like, figure yeah. this out. There you go. It's the little things in life, Brandon. It, it's is. it is the little things in life. You'd be able to give the, the earth the golden shower of doom. Wow. Oh man! Yes, I, I went there. Know. It happened. I, the whiskey's did. taking effect now. We're good. Apparently. I'm warm again. Oh, that's All nice. Right. Oh. Steve, Steve, let's make a uh, a successful landing uh, landing on this one. Um, All right. But yeah, this will not be a successful fail failure as uh, this has been known to be called. Yeah, got it. Not our podcast, but Apollo not- 13 has been known to be called a successful failure. Yes. So I mean, it's not a bad way to, to do the podcast either. It's one. We're still successful, fucker. I'm, I'm still. I'll take successful. Yeah, we're well right? over two hundred. Podcast so in the limb and just like you know, yeah. Get the parachute. Let's go. Yeah, that's, go. that's that's kind of what we do most most days anyway. Right. I'm gonna name my liquor cabinet the limb. <laughs> right. Going like to the it. limb. Sorry, honey. I'm going to the limb. She's gonna hate me. That's um. Hilarious. So, man, final thoughts, dude. I did forget like how good per se this movie is for when it came out it is kind of a docudrama i'm sure there are things that have been a little bit overhyped but there's kind of fun stuff there um you kind of forget how good tom hanks was um in the 90s he just was everywhere but in like kevin bacon bill paxton gary sinise and ed harris i agree with you ed harris steals the show every scene he's in the dude is just he's money heavy hitter um, heavy hitter he oh. is and, but I, I do have one question though, because what the hell did Gary Sneeze do to Tom Hanks? First, <laughs> old boy can't, old, old boy loses his legs, turns into an alcoholic, gets humped by a stripper, <laughs> and then he gets magic legs, 
he's got to go through the whole backstory of being like this piece of shit, and then he always something's cool again. And then he gets to the space movie, and you're like, well, somebody can't go. Gary, you're up. Motherfucker, what the, I'm like, leave Bill at home. Like, leave Bill at home. Gary can make it. Like, I was the first one. I was like, oh, they're gonna leave Gary home. And I'm like, man, Gary, what did you do to Tom? Like, what? How did you piss this guy off? But it it just seems like he's got he's been in some of the best movies, but he's got some of the shittiest roles. It's, it's kind of funny. And then he did CSI. Um, but it kind of worked out for him, I guess. So, but I have been told, and this is like the perfect dad movie. Cause I was listening to it. And I was watching stuff. Tom Hanks is the perfect like dad actor because as they say, as you get old, as you get older into the older dad range, you get into one of three things. Sometimes all of them, you get into music really heavy. You get into space or world war two. <laughs> and Tom Hanks has kind of done them all. All of them. Yeah. He's kind of did them all. And like within succession sometimes, but um, the soundtrack for me, was pretty good at mixing in those classic 60s, 70s tracks, as well as those fantastic instrumentals. And then that weird but works vocal track, like Mark mentioned, um, it caught me off guard. Wasn't expecting it, but it, it's, it works. Somehow, some way, he makes it happen. Coming from a guy who also did Titanic and Avatar and all the crazy movies, so he definitely knows what he's doing. Um but I went with a 7 out of 10, man. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie. Um, it was a good popcorn flick and just went after it. So what about you, Mark? What were your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, Ron Howard is one of those directors that succeeds because everybody who, I think who works with him wants to be there. And so all of his movies are going to have a, a shellac of a fit and finish without ever really reaching greatness. I don't think 20 years from now, they're going to look back and go, well, there was Luc Besson and there was Ron Howard. I don't think they're going to do that, but he's the guy you pull when you want something that'll work. Like he, if you remember when Solo, that Star Wars movie was going sideways, they pulled him in because like he can make this film work. Was it a great film? It was okay, but he's not going to kill it. He's the stable Michael Bay. Yes. (laughs) Um, I actually believe Michael Bay is somewhat brilliant, even though his movies drive me crazy. Lots of explosions. He, he's going for it. Uh, but uh, but I think Apollo 13, in spite of, like I said before, we know the story. It should be a two-hour snooze fest. It's exciting. It's taut. And I'll, I'm willing, like watching a, a magician where you know he or she is going to trick you. I'm still like, how are they going to get out of this? What's yeah. up with the CO2? Can they right. get the thing in time? Of course they will, but I'm just like, I'm, I totally believe it. Like, yeah. I the shit out of that. Let's go. They, they did, right? And also, I think it's nice to see a, a movie where people actually, we've all worked with other people on group projects where it goes sideways. And even the a one that worked really well, you're just like, yes, you can feel the tension releasing from 10 mm-hmm. years ago in college. We're like, I got to see because he totally barfed on his part of this thing. So I, I think I'm partially reliving some of that. So <laughs> I, give, I give the film an eight as it's really like wish fulfillment for me. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like that. I'm, I'm right there with you. So I want to know how much tobacco was smoked during this movie. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. Almost like, you know, they had to make sure if everybody lights up, we're going to run out of oxygen on the set. So on the gonna, set. Yeah. Right. We're gonna, like we're going to make sure we can build this thing for the actual set <laughs> and the space shuttle because all this. Smoke. I did like the one scene, Brandon, before you and your thing that no, you're one Clint, uh, Clint Howard's biggest scene in the movie was this throwaway scene that should not have been there when he spills his pipe tobacco everywhere. And it's yeah. like. 15 seconds of him cleaning this up and like i don't know what the hell who ron con to get that shit in the movie like whoever was cutting this was like no leave clint's in that was clint's clint's moment to shine his, his face is it's at the back of his head but you know it's clint howard's ugly ass head like what the hell are you doing here but he's just cleaning up pipe tobacco off the computer because why wouldn't you spill pipe tobacco all over the million dollar government computer right good way to go it, it probably happened it's probably why they did it but probably it was, it was one of the most throwaway scenes. I was like, of course, Clint Howard gets his moment to shine. Doesn't stupid. For a film over two hours long. Let's keep this in. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's add this one too. Why not? Absolutely. We can call Absolutely. Tom Hanks the hooker or something and piss somebody off. Oh, man. He's got dirt on him somewhere, man. I'm telling you. I'm sure. For sure. 
All right. So for me, good album. As I mentioned, I did not watch this movie, but I will rewatch it again because I mean, it is, it is a classic. Um, but the great thing about this album, even though I couldn't connect to the movie as much, I was still able to, to know the story, even though I know the story, the music was still able to help guide through for the most part. Um, but I think one thing that I really did like Mark, you actually talked about it at, at toward the top of the, the episode where there's that one third of every style of music. You've got the classical orchestral, you've got the, the lyrical, you know, pop, rock, punk, whatever stuff. And then you've got talking and it's like all of that mixed together was just different, unique, and just an overall fun listen overall. Uh, so for me, I'm also going with a seven out of 10. So we're all right there. It's a right good there. one, man. I, I felt like this was one of the better ones that we picked. That was kind of the off the wall like, pick. One you don't normally think of when you think of Tom Hanks and like soundtracks. You only think or, of this or one. even James Horner. Yeah, you know, no, it's like right. Braveheart and Titanic. And, and Apollo 13. And, and Apollo 13. Oh, if, if you haven't heard, by the way, he did Aliens. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. So if, if you want to hear something, as as a, by the time this hits, of course, it'll be November, but if you could want to pretend it's still Halloween, go look at the song Face Hugger of Aliens. That's the creepiest four minutes. It's just like taut strings and whacked out percussion I like and it's it. just haunting. And it, it, you, if you if you remember Aliens, you feel like you're right back there. And all it's the right. kind of thing where I thought all that was just sound uh, mixing. No, that that's James Horner f- with a freaky orchestra. So, really? yeah. yeah. And I, oh, man. And when orchestras can do that and they make all those amazing sounds, it's just, it, yeah, it gives me chills. Yeah. It's awesome. So, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> This one comes out on uh, the fourth, so before voting day. So yeah, absolutely. Figured out. Absolutely. Oh, Steve, our next one it actually comes out on voting day, so that's fun. Um, it's a good one for that one too. It really is. It's but, very upbeat. Very yeah, happy. Absolutely. Um, but before then, Mark, it is uh, this episode is already out. Obviously, when people are listening to it, but yes. for you, this one comes out November the fourth. Do you have anything? out there by you that you want to kind of promote or anything that you want on the interwebs on the interwebs Um, that you can yes since we've last talked i started a weekly music review show on youtube called still got it right right and look at new music from vintage musicians so uh today i dropped uh, the last midnight oil album which came out earlier this year and i did the last morset week before that who did the ambient album and so I could have cut together, like, here's some songs you know them from, and here's the new stuff, and you're going to like it because of this, this, and this. So the concept was, it's, this came because a friend of mine was like, you still follow The Fix? I'm like, yeah, I know they're old, but they're still good. They still got it. Hey, wait, this could be a show. Yeah. So it's about seven minutes long, and I'll send you guys the link. But yeah, like, yeah send it over to us. We'll put it on stuff. That's short, awesome. And, it's, and it's, it's fun. You know, it's fun for me to do, and... Uh, I like talking about music, as you probably guessed. Just yeah. a little bit. A little bit. Sometimes it's surprising, like, that woman's still putting out records? Yeah. Turns out they are. So Yeah, and we've, we've found a couple of, like, old, like, artists that, have, like, that were really good in the 90s that are still putting stuff out. And you're like, well, hold up. Yeah. And now you get some of the older guys, older people that are on TikTok that pop up sometimes. You're like, well, oh, like, well, for... For us, like for Brandon and I, this is like the like the when we were young festival that's that's happening in about a week from today, um, and then they just announced the the next year's the twenty twenty three when we were young and like Blink one eighty two is is going to be headlining. Oh, right, blinks back together. Yeah, they came was, back together as of I this week. I saw that and I was like, oh, what? Yeah. And they're touring. They're touring. They're starting a tour, yeah. and uh, they're going to be in Detroit pretty on the next couple of months. But they're going to be they're going to be headlining uh, when we were young twenty twenty three. And my wife and I are already like. Yeah, we're probably gonna go to that. Tickets are like two hundred and fifty bucks for the there, day. There is a lot of bands. There's a lot of bands. No, I'm yeah. I'm like I'm down. I'm like I don't care. You like know. we'll go to Vegas for the weekend. Me and her I'll just go and just do it. Like we have actually a friend of ours is going uh, next week with his wife, so it's they that was their like anniversary presents themselves, but they oh, weren't that cool. expensive last year. So it's it's I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him and be like 
how'd it go? Like, right. hopefully nobody died. And then, you know, it's Vegas, band, so it's hot. The bands were on stage for 15 minutes because yeah, there's so many of them. Well, and they didn't put as many on next year's. So that they don't, I think they learned. Um, well, or they will learn. Or will learn eventually. But yeah, they didn't put as many. But the, the ones they've got next year are just, for me, it's heavy hitters. Yeah. So, Mark, is there any place that uh, our uh, our friends can find you, like on social media? Are you on social media? I'm on social media. Uh, the probably simplest way is um, go to let me let me look at my own link. I have one of those like you know link trees because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, there's so yeah. many. <laughs> Nothing says your UI sucks as several companies having million dollar properties based on the fact that that one link in Instagram is not enough. Right. Yeah. yeah um so it is uh bandlink bnd dot l i n k slash mr french f m r f r three n c h i'll send you a I'll, sounds I'll good yeah absolutely yeah awesome but steve still good steve where can uh where can the kids find us where can't they find us nowadays? Pretty much is uh, what we happens here. We're on Facebook primarily. We do stuff on Instagram as well. Uh, those are the two heavy hitters for social media. But we are starting well, to get. We've got a, a third social media. Well, we're on Twitter too. We just don't do it very no, no, often. No, 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 no. We've got a third heavy. Hitter. I was talking about the next one. Oh, okay. You jerk. I'll stop. It's you know, it's it's truth social. Um. Oh, so. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, did, Brandon. You're I... on, and Brandon's on Grinder. Um. Oh, so, Steve. No, 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 no. We're on we're on TikTok, guys. Uh, the most of goes pod on TikTok. We uh we've got about ten to twelve videos out right now. Um. If you follow us on Facebook as well, you're seeing those. We are posting them back over to our reels on Facebook. Um. Mm-hmm. But we're doing some fun stuff, and then you can find our individual TikToks there as well, which we do a little bit. I do stupider things generally yeah. um yeah nothing I've that i do those link, i've got those links on our uh, so those will be up there too check on us out on tiktok, TikTok uh like follow we are hoping to get tiktok so we're over a thousand followers so we can go live on tiktok and do podcast live nice. and then we first of the year and i might push brandon to do this for me an episode or two for uh the 12 pods is we are considering doing a twitch so doing it live on twitch as well i think we're just going to try to like throw a dart at the wall and see if we can make it work and then yeah. if it fails we just whatever but yeah, um absolutely. we're gonna go on twitch and just see if we can make that work as well so lots of, lots of fun stuff coming up doing some stuff in video um and then just kind of getting after it so absolutely but, i mean more stuff is coming i mean we're just kind of doing fun stuff as much as we can that's great yeah so other than that though guys this has been um day two of or three, whatever, two and a half. It's of Happy two. Thanksgiving. This is day two. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving uh, with Apollo 13's soundtrack. Check the movie out. Uh, this is one of the ones I would recommend. Um, mm-hmm. of, of a few of them I wouldn't. But there's this one I wouldn't. I would recommend. Absolutely. Check it out. I, I think also think next it. Tuesdays is going to be good, too. I haven't watched that one yet, so we'll see. Oh, it's a good one, Steve. Is it? Is it better it's... than last Tuesdays? Yes, 100%. I actually, it's very nostalgic, and it actually kind of made me tear up. Uh, it does hit you in the feels, so it's okay. It does hit me All in right. the feels. I there's a lot of things that hit me in the feels when I watch that movie. So that's <laughs> bachelor story. party? That's fantastic. It's bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest beer run ever told. Yeah, um, right. is what it is. Or it's bros. It's bros, isn't it? It's what you're. Right. It's, right. it's bros. Yeah. Isn't what that one is. It's okay. Um. Yeah. All right, man. So, guys, this has been the No Smoke Goats Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Brandon. And I'm Mark. You, and that's Mark. And, and we will Mark. see you on Tuesday. When Not it with is, Mark, though. When it is a beautiful day. Notes, the goats. Notes, the goats. Notes.